So, I mean, there's some great reasons to pick him. Yeah, he's just made his relationship uh, Instagram official. He's a northern lad and he knows the area. I mean, if he's not going to bank, I don't know where he is. Hello and welcome to FPL Mavericks, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Let us bring out your inner maverick and we'll find you those FPL gems. Join us each week for the highs and the lows of FPL points, hauls and flop. Hello and welcome back to uh, FPL Mavericks. Uh, today we'll be filming or recording on the fly in London with... Uh, the, the one and only Mike the Knight, who was on a couple of weeks ago, and he's helped me out by uh, coming back in again, mate. So, lovely to have you back. Thank you very much. I'm uh, honoured to be to have received the call back after the first performance. Yeah, well, it's, it's great to have a, a beer with you here in person, mate, to chat some fantasy football. Everyone, thanks for continuing to listen. Had a bit of a shocking week on the Mavericks front last week, so... We'll quickly just dive into them. Dave got a solid four points with Lamptey and Sancho, who did absolutely nothing. And then my picks of Che Adams and Stuart Dallas did even worse with three points. So we won't dwell too much on them picks. And for everyone listening, I've been in England uh, for about two days and picked up the mother of all colds. So apologies for that in advance. So... Yeah, I think we'll have a quick look at the Twitter league and nothing has changed on that sense. Peter Steinforth and Vizili Suvlais and Simon Kaplan are in one, two and three. No one had crazy good weeks. Uh, just by quickly scrolling down, I can see Andy Contas had a good one at 70 points. And then what did you get last week, mate? How did your week go? Poor. I've, I've been doing good, bad good, bad, and uh, last week was my bad, so obviously my picks this week are going to be incredible. Um, 36, so I was below average. Um, I went with a, a double Chelsea defence, which scored me one point. You know, I had that Watford goal costing me with Cancelo and uh, only a couple of points with Libramento, so I went with the back four and it did not pay off, especially considering Turney was on my bench. Great, great week. Yeah, mate, and that saw me surge ahead of you. Yeah, into the 21st position in my own goddamn league. <laughs> uh, 922 points, 60 points of the game week. And yeah, I'm just happy that I'm above you as we go out to have a few beers after this pod. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can't say much about it. I'm just willing now to move on to this week and, and hopefully do better. Before we do move on to that, though, we do have our own mini league, Yeah. which is Christmas beers. And I think that's 2-1, isn't it? I'll get you a beer, mate. Don't worry about two, it. Two beers to nil tonight for, for, for Benny Brooks. So That'll be you pissed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So happy with that. Um, so for everyone that's uh, listening for the first time or coming back to listen, um, we're going to pick two uh, Maverick picks each, which are under 10% owned. And they are a differential pick that you've got to have the cojones to put them into your team. They'll either totally shoot you up the league and be that differentiator, 
or they will probably sink you. So hopefully we can help you, give you some ideas to shoot you up the league rather than shoot you in the foot. Isn't that right, Mike? It certainly is. Cool, mate. Well, just quickly going over the results of last week um, in the Premier League, was there any results that you were a little bit surprised with or anyone that caught the eye in terms of teams? Obviously a great result um, for the Toffees. Um, yeah, winning against an Arsenal side and I think you know, Everton have struggled and haven't won since Norwich, how many weeks ago that was. So yeah, that was a it was a great win there. Um I guess Villa, their strong sort of resurgence, um, under uh, Gerard. They they've they've played really well, um, and some, some great results. So beating Leicester, you know, and obviously Leicester struggling a bit this season, but you know, still got that sort of same side that, that did well last season and, and obviously the season before. West Ham winning. So yeah, some, some, some somewhat surprising results, which is is good because I forgot to do my predictions at work, so I got a solid zero points on the prediction league. <laughs> um, so it was quite good that there were some surprising ones, but I'm even further from the top there than even in this fantasy league. Uh, but yeah, that's all I say about about those results. Yeah, mate. Well, I uh, I managed to watch all the games on the Saturday on the plane, Ooh. and uh, Man City just looked different gear. Yeah, they look really, really strong. Uh, Chelsea did look good, but just capitulated. Um, I think West Ham really just did well to hang in the game. Do you think um, with Chelsea? Do you think it's injuries? Do you think it's teams sort of nullifying their wing back threat, or do you think it's some, something else, or a mixture of of a few things that they've sort of not had a great couple of weeks, really? Yeah, look, in my opinion. <coughs> I appreciate that they have huge squads and they have three or four competitions to go at. But Tuchel just changes it every single week. I know they've had injuries, but he doesn't have that much stability. Mm-hmm. Like, And I get that he's been forced into changes with Alonso and James and, and th- people like that, but the, the front three and the midfield three, they, they change every week regardless if they're fit or not. Yeah. How can you, as, as a, a bunch of players, really get to know each other? I think he really needs to just stick with his winning team almost in the next couple of weeks. Um, if if Chelsea is to really rival uh, Man, C- Man City and Liverpool, yeah. because he's obviously not got got the art down as well as Pep. Like Pep is the master of it. He manages to Pep get roulette. yeah Pep <laughs> roulette. He, he manages to get different players in different positions, and they can all play it because he t- he teaches them how to play it. Whereas at the moment Tuchel, it seems to be is undoing so for me I'd be getting in his ear and just saying look lad let's let's have two or three games of just consistency in, in getting three points on the board yeah I wonder if um, and I'm not sure how many players have had this but um, with Mendy obviously Kepa played um, in the Champions League midweek and Mendy didn't really have a great great game obviously the first goal was um, a penalty that he gave away yeah Jorginho's pass was a bit not great, but you know he did give away that penalty. You know he had ample opportunities to get rid of that ball. And then the third goal, you know, was a bit of a freak goal. But you know potentially you could argue he, he should have done better. I wonder if the potential is there to drop Mendy and and, and bring Kepa back in. Yeah, I mean potentially, but 
Mendy has bailed them out more than more than enough, and I think Kepa's still, although he's played well, he's a little bit shaky, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. But you could be right. You could be right. Um, but I don't think Mendy's the real problem. Although you know, each keeper in their tenure is always going to have a couple of games. Yeah, of course. It's the good ones that come back and yeah. stay strong. Uh, but yeah, mate, really interesting week in terms of setting the league up for the Christmas period. It's a really busy Christmas period. We've seen uh, for the people who haven't been checking the news in terms of sport and football in particular, COVID rear its ugly head. The new Omicron uh, variant has seen basically half of Spurs team infected. Um, so they're not going to play uh, the Europa League and it's 99% certain that they're not going to play at the weekend. Same with Leicester. Uh, Leicester have had another outbreak. So I really think for fantasy football, you re- you just have to have that deep bench. Yeah. And, and something that I haven't done, which is probably going to shoot me in the foot now, is uh, pick players from different teams. Yeah. Because I've got three Liverpool players, three City players and two Chelsea players at the moment so if one of them gets Covid I'm fucked well, I've got it with um, Brighton and obviously with that Spurs game being off um, my two goalkeepers um, Sanchez and, and you other man yeah um, his name's gone from my Steel. head now Steel uh, so you know obviously that's missing a game now this week and, and I think with goalkeepers it's well, all the players really but goalkeepers it's do you take that minus four to bring in a goalkeeper for one week, um, you know, if you've not got that transfer, is that what you're going to do? Because um, then you you sort of rely really on a clean sheet. Um, otherwise, it's a it's a waste of, of points. What do you think, mate? You're the magic man with the maths. Do you take a minus four and, and bring the keeper in, or do you just leave it and let it ride? Um, I don't know. Is it answer that question? I think <laughs> I think you look like a genius, right? If it comes off, and you're like an idiot if it doesn't, and yeah. and you really don't know. You have to make that decision based on if you think there's going to be a clean sheet. So you're looking at, you know, potential clean sheets this week. West Ham, Burnley, um, not getting not Burnley getting a clean sheet. West Ham are playing Burnley. Sorry, yeah. United playing Norwich. City playing Wolves. I think that's the one you, you sort of bank on a clean sheet. I don't think Wolves have scored in the last four games um, so yeah if you can get it happy days like a genius if you fail oof, not what you want yeah, play mate. well actually one of my picks will be uh, going over over that potential selection for you as a maverick spoiler um, so yeah we'll go into that but how about as you're the guest mate or pick part of the team no <laughs> I'll stick with guest um I, I don't want the pressure of, of coming onto your team, and actually, that's the losing team, right? Currently, yes, guests to hosts. That's actually true. I forgot to mention that Dave did beat me last week, and yeah, that's four-one to the guests. Four-one. So, yeah, I really need to clamber this back. Well, I actually really struggled this week. Um, I think as as the pod goes on, I'm, I'm a, an avid listener. Um, that I, I try not to pick one that's been picked before. Um, Tough gig. Tough gig, of course. Um, so you know, you sort of then you're narrowing your own own results. Um, I think my first one actually is someone who probably last season and the season before you would not 
he wouldn't be in this differential bracket. I would imagine he was well over 10% owned uh, both of those seasons. And this season, he's uh, um, 0.8% owned. So less than 1%. Wow. Um, which, I mean, that's your, your differential. And a talented player, great player. High risk, high reward, I would say. Um, he's got some... He's not cheap. Um, but he is uh, Marcus Rashford. Wow. Marcus Rashford. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at United's fixtures coming up. Um, really good run of fixtures. Um, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley. You know, that's sort of the next five. Uh, and if Rashford fits into to, to this new system that uh, Half Ragnick's going to be playing, uh, he could be really, really shoot. If you get on him early, he could shoot you up the ranks very, very quickly. So, yes, he's a premium bracket player. But his less than 1% ownership, if he kicks on, oh, he'll be flying. Yeah, mate, I think that's a that's an awesome pick. I was you know, playing with the idea of bringing in a United player because of their fixtures. Um, and he just, he's value for money, right? Like, yeah. He, I mean, if you look at uh, Fernandez, he's up there at 10.8 or whatever he is. Yeah. Um, up near 11, I think. Uh and he's gonna be he's gonna be breaking and shooting and crossing and he's definitely one of the players that is come back and looking really good. If you look into his stats a bit a bit deeper, um, his FPL goal involvement is fifty percent. So yeah. that's every other game he's bringing home something whether that that's a, a goal and assist uh, or, or and or a clean sheet. Um, his XG isn't looking that great because he hasn't played so much. It's only down at 0.13. But in terms of the eye test, his stats link up to the player that we're seeing. Like his, his goal attempts are 0.88. His goal attempts in the box are 0.63. Um, and his minutes per attempt are, are 50, 58. So the stats back up the eye there, mate. Well, I always enjoy the, the stats. And yeah, you mentioned... Um... Um, Bruno Fernandez, and I think that he's he's well overpriced. And I still and I'm I don't know his ownership now, top of my head, but I still think it's relatively high. I think he is in that upper echelon of of, of players in terms of price, and I, I I don't think he'll be on penalties um, anymore. With you know he missed that one um, well, a fair few weeks back now, but missed that one. You know Ronaldo's not going to be giving him another chance you you would imagine um obviously we don't know what's what's going to happen if we do get a penalty but you know i don't think he'll be on it and you know rashford's taking very good penalties in the past so. <laughs> other than the, the euros <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I just like to forget that even happened so um but yeah i mean yeah it's a fair point i don't think he'll be on them but still rashford for me is a is a is a, is a high risk high reward uh, pick my first one yeah man, I think it gives you access to United if you can't get to Ronaldo I think it's fair enough to say I'm sorry I'm going to sneeze <laughs> uh, if you can't get to Ronaldo then Rashford or Sancho as uh, Dave said last week I think I prefer uh, sorry Dave uh, I think I prefer Rashford uh, to, to Sancho just because he's got more cutting edge uh, and he's just a better finisher. Yeah, I think the thing to say, Sancho is a little bit cheaper. I think he's he's, he's, 
0.5, maybe percent cheaper. Um, and I think Sancho is, I mean, obviously Dave last week struggled or didn't get the points last week, but I think it, it still was a, a good pick. Um, but yeah, it's it's one or the other and it could be either of them. I'd, I'd, it's, it's 50-50, I think, but I'm going to go for Rashford this week um, and, and keep my fingers crossed that he scores. Yeah, fair play, mate. In terms of Man United and the the four two 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 that Ralph Ragnick is <laughs> deploying, where does that see Rashford fit then? Does that see him sit at the top of the Christmas tree in that front two with Ronaldo? Well, yeah, he plays like two tens, right? Yeah, I, I think you sit Rashford there, don't you? Yeah, I really do. And 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 those players get forward. That's his whole philosophy. Um, I still think we're to see exactly how United kind of um, settle into that system, um, but I do, yeah, I, I see, I see it kind of him doing doing well there. Um, you know, and even if he plays in, in one of those sort of front two, I think he did that the other, the other night, eh? Yeah. Um, other week, sorry. Uh, then yeah, you know, he's, he's going to be in those goals if he's playing as, as a forward man as well. So I'm excited to see it. As I've, I mean. That's what this show's about, right? Picking those kind of maverick picks. I think if you get on him early and he, and he does end up banking, then you are going to shoot up those leagues. As I said, he's under 1% ownership, which is you know, crazy compared to, to the last couple of seasons. Fair enough, mate. Well, I like that pick. I generally was thinking about getting Rashford in. I just would have had to take it a hit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see how they go against Norwich as, as the indicator of what this new United are going to be. Because yeah. If they don't go away and, and smash Norwich two or three nil, then I don't know if I'm interested. Yeah. Um, well, I've only got to beat you this this week on points, so I'm praying that they go away two three nil against I'm, Norwich. I'm screwed. Is that what you're saying? Oh, could be. It depends on your picks. Yeah. Fair enough, mate. Well, I'm gonna jump straight into almost bargain book bucket territory. Uh, this guy has been out injured, but he's an absolutely quality player. Um, he's Czech he is uh, a right back that actually can play uh, left back as well for West Ham and it's Vladimir Kufal Um, the main thing that attracts me to him is that West Ham's fixtures are brilliant Mm -hmm. they start a run now of games where you're probably looking that you're going to have to triple up on West Ham assets the way that they're playing Um, especially having not played very well uh, against Chelsea and still getting the result just shows their resilience and togetherness um, they've got Burnley Arsenal and Norwich and then Southampton and Watford and Palace and then Leeds so that's you know one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games there that are all winnable and so you'd expect them to really keep pace with the top four yeah and Kufal is the type of player who's got a really good delivery of cross I think he's probably one of the better underrated crosses of the Premier League. Like outside of James, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, I'm trying to think of some other crosses that would be better than him. To be fair, yeah. um, there's a few of us, obviously, but I'd still say he's top five. Cresswell and Kufal have amazing deliveries, and I actually think that's half of West Ham's success. Uh, I know Ben Johnson's played really well recently, and I'm only, I'm only picking him because. Ben Johnson's out injured having done a really good job but I just think their wide players and their full backs are really good defensively 
Cresswell probably not as as good as Kufal, but just mm-hmm. literally attacking adventurous fullbacks with a proper engine. Yeah. Um, in terms of his uh, <coughs> ownership, you know, I think it's down there at, at three point eight percent. Um, so that's nothing to shout about. But his prices at four point seven, I don't think you'll find a better asset at that price. Um, to be honest, um, none of his uh, stats are going to line up because he's hardly played this season. Uh, but he does have a goal attempt per ninety of zero point five eight. Uh, and then an FPL goal involvement of ten point five percent. So, you know, he might chip in here and there. Yeah. But uh, in terms of West Ham fixtures and the clean sheet bonuses, and getting like a Trent like performance where he gets clean sheet and assist, uh, I think he's he's a really good shout. Yeah, I have to agree. I think West Ham's fixtures uh, are really strong, and and you know we've all seen West Ham play. I mean, they just come out of a, a pretty difficult run of 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 games. And uh, you know, playing Chelsea, City, Liverpool in in the last six, um, and they've come out of that pretty well, uh, yeah. To be honest, um, and then yeah, they're coming into this really good run of fixtures, um, and I do think you have to get on. Uh, I mean, you should at this point have at least a West Ham asset in your team. I'd be very surprised if if your team doesn't have at least one. I think Kufal's a great. Um, Asset to bring in, as you said, great cross with the ball. Um, he got an assist last week eh, against Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think I think he was a uh, just shy of double digits last season. I think he yeah. got nine assists, right? That's a yeah. bit of a guess, but it was about. I know. I remember it was about. It was up there. Um, so yeah, he he. There's no doubt that he 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 will score you an assist, sir, and he's. Yeah, he's good. You know, he's 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 got back into the team uh, after his injury, and I think that yeah, you will you will bag points with him. Um, good cool. one, good pick, good pick. Thanks, mate. Yeah, hopefully that'll uh, give some ideas for some people that have had to make a hit if they've got a regular on who's yeah. been affected by COVID or or somebody of that ilk, like a Livermento who probably doesn't have the best fixtures and is starting to come form. You know, he's only going to be. <coughs> five or six more million and people do have that in the bank through price rises so yeah happy with that mate what's your second one so I thought about this week going with um, well I was when I was thinking about players I thought about going with with my boy Richarlison hey Everton um, but I haven't oh. uh, <laughs> no I think he's I think you know he scored those three goals um, on the weekend without going too much into it obviously two of them were offside marginally um, Everton <coughs> are coming up to a run of good fixtures but I think that this is a bit too soon to bring him in and I think that he I think sort of game week 17 uh, game week 18 19 is probably about the time that you're going to bring him um, bring him in um, I'm going to bring in um, Broja 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 um, from Southampton playing for Southampton on loan from Chelsea um, two point four percent owned, right? Um, so low and cheap at five million, um, and I think people struggling to find that kind of third attacking option. I think it's a great, a great pick. Um, so he scored in his first two starts, um, and then he picked up a knock. Um, I know he's just started last week, and and he scored. Did you see the goal? Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw the goal. Absolutely naughty, isn't it? That yeah, touch? and um, I think 
I mean, I'm speaking for myself here, but I, I think, you know, if I've done it, probably many other fantasy players um, have also done it. But you've got Armstrong in the, in the side, um, who's a little bit more expensive. And, you know, he didn't start last week. He came on in the X minute. And, um, yeah, it'd be a good sort of straight swap for, for Armstrong if you've got him in the side. I'm not going to say he's going to start over Armstrong. I, I'm not sure, but he, you know, if you just look at that based on every time, almost every time he starts, he scored. Um, you know, if you get on him now, early, I mean, you've got him last week, you got on him very early, but if you got on him uh, this week, I still think it's early. If he starts bagging those goals, um, then happy days. I mean, Southampton have got Arsenal away. Arsenal on the back of that defeat to Everton. Who knows what that's going to be. Then you've got Palace, um, and then you've got Brentford. Um, so, you know, a couple of good a good sort of um, fixtures coming up. So, yeah, that's my uh, that's my second math pick. Yeah, mate, I like it. And so, in terms of uh, Broher compared to a Dennis who's 5.7 and 25.6% owned. Um, I actually think, after reviewing the fixtures, Broher could be a bit more of a differential because Southampton are a much better team than we give them credit for, to be honest. That beer, you're struggling with that, eh? Yeah, I could, that's my nose, <laughs> beer. Are you just falling apart now you're back in, in the UK? That's it, mate. No sunshine. Um... But yeah, uh, I think it's strong. I think if you're looking for that third striker option, he's definitely one to bring in. Potentially skips this week, and then you you, you play him against Palace and Brentford. Um, although Palace haven't conceded that that many, so I'm talking about myself out of my own pick. But um, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a solid pick um, and something that potentially again, if, if you get on him now and he and he does sort of uh, bag, I, would, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if he starts next week, right? Yeah. Um, so you get on him now, he gets a goal. You're laughing. Great pick. Yeah, mate. I'm uh, I'm happy with that. Uh, I think he's so cheap at five million. Uh, you, you'd can't go wrong. That's gonna really give you funds either to go big at the back or exactly or pick someone like a Rashford that you've already picked and give you them funds or even a Sterling. Yeah. Who uh, is starting to look a little bit under the radar and, and hot in form. Really so. low, really low percentage owned. Actually, I didn't look at Sterling, but I think. <laughs> To say Sterling, right? It's quite an, it's, you know, yeah, okay, he's, he's, he's I mean, it's quite an easy pick, right? He's, he plays for, he plays for City, uh, plays for City, um, but then he's he's so expensive that you have to have that money. So are you dropping Salah? Are you dropping Mane to bring in Sterling? So I didn't go for, for for Sterling, but I do think he, if you've got the money, from, from somewhere, uh, you've been saving up. Uh, few weeks then you know he potentially could be a could be a good pick yeah mate like it your next one mate yeah so as uh, mentioned earlier <clears throat> with the Sanchez problem and coronavirus I'm actually one of the silly people or people that have done well up to this point with the goalkeepers and now I've been stitched up because I've got two Brighton goalkeepers uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, De Gea because, purely because of his fixtures um, and actually just more of an eye test he actually looks like more of the old De Gea than previous um, he seems to be a lot more confident less flappy his defenders uh, seem way more happy to receive the ball from him 
Um, and he just looks like that world class keeper again. Um, and again, I know it's very easy to say this uh, in hindsight, but you can kind of see that surely De Gea was going to come round. You know. Do you think he just needed that um, competition that he received with with Henderson? Well, maybe that's it. But he had was it um, Romero, wasn't it? Who, who was there? And, and, and you know, he he in the summers um, was talking about. Oh, was it anyway? He was talking about coming to Everton, um, but they wouldn't let him go. And now he's gone on a on a free somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's a good goalkeeper, and I think he's what I remember his wife on Instagram just posting about like it was almost like he was being held prisoner at United <laughs> at this point. Um, but I do think he was unfairly treated. I think I, I can't remember if it was FA Cup or whatever. He had a great run and then got dropped in the final. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, having Henderson there maybe is just giving Hayer that sort of extra kick because he's a very good goalkeeper. He doesn't want a Kepa situation to arise. No, absolutely not. And I mean, new managers coming in. Who knows if he's going to if he's going to fancy Henderson? Well, that's it. Well, at the moment he's five five million, so it's an easy upgrade from Sanchez at four point five. Uh, he's 6.9% selected he got a clean sheet last week 6 points, 56 in total uh, and he's got that fixture list which is crazy for about 8 weeks of Norwich, Brentford, Brighton and beyond I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit on one of the things you've just said is that because United's no, 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 um, no wait, that's another thing but it actually, you said it's an easy upgrade from 4.5 to 5 million yeah right? that's, that's half a million difference It's that's 25% more it's more than 20 anyway it's more <laughs> it's his beers um, he's gone up who's got 5 million in the bank not just they might have 5 million 0.5 million in the bank but they don't have 0.5 million in the bank to put it on a goalkeeper you've got 0.5 million in the bank because you're going to upgrade one of your players in a couple of weeks when someone else's run comes better yeah. right so you saying it's an easy upgrade I think is not quite true. I think that you're potentially looking at a goalkeeper in the same price range, really, if you don't want to spunk the money that you've been saving. Well, it's an EVO grade for me. I've got 1.1 in the bank, is what I meant. Right, but so why do you have 1.1 in the bank? Because I don't have a Ronaldo or Son yeah. at the moment. So, so you're looking at, you know, well, Ronaldo's fixtures are great now, so you might want to bring him back in. But then, if you, you, but you've so next week you might want to bring him back in. But you've then suddenly got 0.5 million sitting in the goalkeeper, so you have to take a minus four. Yeah, well, the the whole Ronaldo situation is a wait and see for me. But even then, like the only person in the Premier League right now that deserves a 12 point plus is Salah. Yeah, everybody else is at that price point is too expensive and he is too expensive you think Ronaldo's too expensive yeah I think he's only going to score one goal a game he's not going to be doing the, the Salah returns of goal assist he, he's going to score he's going to be consistent but, but then you look I mean I mean, I, 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 I do agree but then if you look at okay let's say the last the, net, the last five fixtures right one yeah. two three four five so Salah yeah I mean that's a terrible argument because yeah Salah's definitely got more <laughs> <laughs> but no I, I think you are right Ronaldo is potentially overpriced I just I'm trying to I was going to get rid of him last week and then I looked at United's fixtures and I just thought I, I can't I'm going to be so annoyed if because he scored last week as well right? so, yeah. I, so I'm already I'm like okay it was a good decision no sorry he didn't score it was, it was a week before but um, that was when I was thinking about replacing him just before the Arsenal game um, 
and he's already kind of repaid that what was a 13 points uh, and, and then just a, a two against Palace but their fixture one's great and it sort of digressed away from the goalkeepers I know but yeah I've got the same issue as you I've got two goalkeepers um, so do you take one of your transfers and, and, and not take the minus um, or do you use one of your transfers if you don't have a free transfer and take a minus to bring the goalkeeper in then you have to hope he keeps a clean sheet right because if he doesn't you're still going to be on minus points yeah and I think Norwich is the only team that might not score against United but then you could be totally right with the, the whole United defence yeah well then yeah, there's another thing as well like United are going to this new system that they have to learn like if you're learning a new system as a player there's teething problems right? there's, always always right um, especially it's you know can can you see United playing that very like Gergen Press type football um, and not conceded and not conceding because it's going to be new there's going to be so much space in behind and yeah you can say okay well it's Norwich right but Pukki's he's not out of form no. he's definitely got goals and, and sort of has got goals in, in, in sort of the last few previous weeks so I, I can see the goal and then so then you look down the list of of who you might get in and uh, it's, it's, it's difficult really um, definitely not Lloris probably well it's not going to be playing <laughs> <is it? laughs> but yeah I'm not sure but yeah in terms of De Gea I like De Gea as a goalkeeper as a neutral I think um, because I think he's capable of world class saves but you are a goalkeeper so you should and then he's very capable of the the screw up and he's very he does a lot of saves like sort of futsal style right Right. Like with his legs, yeah, and I think, you know, I think it um, was it Shemichael that sort of first brought that kind of style. Am I thinking of the right person? Anyway, no, I'd say so. Um, anyway, that kind of like comes out of the legs. That a lot of goalkeepers have taken that, but he does a lot of saves with his legs, um, which I always think is quite dangerous when you compare that to a, a goalkeeper that's going to just collect the ball, yeah, and hold on to it. But there's no rebounds. Where he does these leg. Those, those can go anywhere once you say with your legs they can go literally anywhere and I do think that is it's his style and you know he's had success with it but it is always a bit of a a risky one um, but yeah good goalkeeper but capable of a a howler a dodgy decision or a howler yeah okay so you basically say my, my pick's hit on this this is like all it's that's the maverick pick you live <laughs> or die by the maverick pick um, I just yeah I it's a difficult one to, to see what to do with that goalkeeper. It completely depends on how many transfers you've got, if you've got the budget, um, and yeah, is is there another pick that you can just get in for a couple of weeks? And it's one of those maybe where you have to plan ahead, plan two, three, four, five weeks ahead, because if you just miss out on, so if you're like saving your transfers and it's very methodical how you're doing it, then this one extra transfer could just kind of screw so you up yeah. for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, and that was part of the reason why I didn't um, get rid of Ronaldo a few weeks ago because I needed to just organise my transfers better. Whereas I'm very impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I like the look of them. So a few beers and a change. That's it, mate. Cool. All right. Well, <clears throat> you're on bargain bucket this week. So the most cheap, low percentage pick you can possibly find for this game week that you like, mate. Chuck it at us. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the sigh was how you started. <laughs> it says a lot. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I, you sort of go delving in the in the depths of the bargain bucket, and and you said for this week, and I think that this player isn't just for this week. I think this player actually is one that is a solid bargain bucket pick that kind of is bench unless you need him, and then you could bring him on, and he's going to give you a couple of points. Yeah, um, you know, and that's Sissoko um, from, from Watford. Most is okay. Yeah, so I think for like a bargain bucket, that's really like an enabler to like spend a lot of money, sort of elsewhere. You know, he's, I mean, very rarely going to sort of pop up with a goal, but he, he's there. He's he's going to be playing. Um, you know, you can you get a couple of points from him. Um, would be my kind of bargain pick. Yeah. So in terms of attacking involvement, his goal attempts is you know not point seven seven. So he's nearly having a shot a game. Uh, attempts in the box is a quarter so um, and his minutes per attempt is 115 so yeah like you've kind of explained that quite well he's 2.6% owned 4.5 million going to play each week probably going to thread through a ball or two to the quick wingers of, of Dennis and, and, and King can't get too excited about that mate but, <laughs> you can't mate to be honest I, but he will do a job he's there isn't he he's there when, when you need a cheap enabler to get that goalkeeper in that um, that you suddenly find 0.5 million for uh, he, maybe that's it maybe you've got two transfers and you take out your 5 million player and bring in uh, Sissoko and, and De Gea um, they have good fixtures there yeah and I think that's it I, yeah what, Watford what, Brentford Burnley Palace the next three too bad. Um, they've been playing relatively well under Ranieri. Um, so yeah, I, I just it's one of those players, as you say, can't get too excited about, but really kind of enables you to maybe spend that bit of extra money for for someone else that is going to be banking your points while sort of having a player that's going to play week in week out and sort of bring in um, a few points. And then if you get lucky, you put him in on a game week against Chelsea. You got the assist. Um, so yeah, that's me. Yeah, cool, mate. Nice pick. I think he's he'll be on many a, a team. Uh, well, not many a team because we know his ownership, but uh, he'll be on many of the sort of four point fives that you just fill that final bench spot with. So, yeah, good pick, mate. Uh, we'll move out and finish and close this episode out with uh, my Maverick cap for the week. So, as we know, the captaincy is Salah or bust at the moment, but. I think until he goes away to Af, Af, uh, AFCON or the African Cup of Nations uh, and you do fancy having a gamble then my pick for this week would be Jared Bowen uh, got a really good uh, watch for him against Chelsea really good goal just looks he's been building for weeks and weeks mm-hmm. I think you picked him recently and he just didn't uh, return that week for you but Every other week, he, he started uh, doing something. Uh, and against Burnley, I feel like he's a northern lad. I think he came from, <laughs> Hull, from Hull. He knows the area. He, his family will probably be in the stands to watch him. Uh, and I reckon he'll, he'll put on a bit of a show. Uh, I really think, uh, and I'm hoping that this is right, and that he's an English player. I think he's got to get a call up soon. Yeah. Carries on like this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just looking now, actually. Do you know how many people have transferred him in this week? No. 194,298 people. Wow. It's very, very highly so. He, I, I'd imagine that his percentage will go up. I'm not sure. I don't think that'll take him over 10%. But 
Um, it's a lot of people bringing him in, huh? and and for good reason. Yeah, as, as as you said, I picked him when I was on a few weeks ago because um, you can see it. You can see the way that West Ham play. You can see how involved he is with everything. And I think yeah, as a as, as a as a captain pick, he's he's good. I definitely would wait until after the game tonight. Um, before. You think he'll play? Well, that's why I'm saying wait. <laughs> because it's not necessarily about him playing. Like, I mean, for captain, it's, I mean, you're not bringing him in, right? So you can quite easily change your captain. But um, I would just, yeah, I'd keep an eye on that sort of game tonight and make sure there's no injuries. Have a look at, uh, you know, is he playing the full 90? But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know if West Ham need a result or I, I don't know how they're really sitting. I'm, I'm sort of followed them that closely in, in the Europa League. But... Yeah, I mean, great pick. I think he's he's well underperforming his expected goals at the moment as well. So, you know, however you want to read that, underperforming expected goals is that good or bad? But you know, I think I think it's it's a good reason to bring someone in because a lot of times it's a scuff shot, it's a good save, and those expected goals and you're underperforming, it's they're going to come right. And he's he's shown that sort of consistently throughout um, <coughs> throughout sort of. Uh, the weeks now really sort of like coming to his own this season for sure yeah mate and he's just uh, made his uh, relationship with Danny Dyer uh, not the Danny Dyer his daughter oh really uh, official on Instagram so so I mean there's some great reasons to pick him yeah, he's just made his relationship uh, Instagram official he's a northern lad and he knows the area I mean if he's not going to bank I don't know where he is there you go mate perfect <laughs> cool mate well, uh, thanks for coming on again. It's such short notice. And uh, we'll get that out and, and see how we go. So hopefully I can claw some points back. We'll see. Cheers, mate.